I wonder if they bring the kids back, the uh, the rival the rival kids, and they come like they're still grown men. They like they come like rolling up in wheelchairs. Yeah, instead of like a bike, it's like <laughs> our retirement home tomorrow <laughs> noon. Be there. They go over and play like chess together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 49. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, you had a pretty long day yesterday, didn't you? Woo, yeah. Tell the people tell the people about it. Um, so I went to the innings festival here in Tempe, Arizona. Um my uh, my mom came down from Denver and she she's a big um she's a big Pearl Jam fan and so it wasn't Pearl Jam but it was Eddie Vedder, the lead singer that was performing. He was the headliner for yesterday. It was a two day event, but we just went yesterday um sunday i guess for you guys listening tomorrow tricky or today i don't know when, when you're listening but um she also likes band of horses so that was another one i don't know she was just a cute old lady jamming out at a, at a rock concert shout and, out mom uh, yeah shout out mom hi mom but uh yeah it was cool since it was it's obviously like a baseball event thing i think mlb network has something to do with it so um, it was at like an outdoor park, and in Tempe there was it was actually where um, they have like a Luis Gonzalez Little League field that was built there, and so like obviously it's just a Little League field, so it's like two hundred foot fences. That was one side of the park, and then another side of the park was the main stage, and then they had another stage because since it's a festival, all the like each performer is lined up in time slots so there was like eight performers and they would just alternate between the main stage and the other stage and then at night um i don't know if you've seen like the ryan dempster show that he does where he does like it's kind of like a it's styled like a tonight show type oh yeah 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 that's what he he had a chris bryan on there and that's when he was railing on st louis exactly yeah so i think he just does that at events um so he had that it's called off the mound with Ryan Dempster. He did that again. So he did it with like Cole Hamels. Uh, Jim Tomey was on it. Um, Sean Casey was on it. And, um, and then they had players visiting. So like I got to meet Roger Clemens. I got to meet Jim Tomey. Um, Raleigh fingers was there as well. Um, Houston streets. And then a couple other guys. So, Super cool event. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds like it. All day event. It was really cool meeting Jim Tomey, who is huge, by the way, huge man. Um, I mean, I'm obviously a Yankees fan, but like you and I are on the same page with Roger Clemens and anyone else of that category. But he was he couldn't have been nicer. I mean, super super awesome guy. Shook my hand. Um, I'm not a Texas fan, but I was like, let's do the hook'em because I got friends that are Texas fans. So it's like we'll do the hook'em horns in the picture. And he was he was a cool dude. Jim Tomey was pretty nice too. But 
you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a good event. I recommend it. It's definitely worth, like, if you ever take a trip down here for, like, spring training, any of your listeners, if you ever take a trip for uh, for spring training, time it with this event because this is, like, the second, I think this is the second one, and it's not going to be an annual thing. I would definitely plan a trip around this and come down for the concert. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, like I said, it sounded like a blast. I'm jealous I couldn't be out there. Although, I will say, if I had to pick a place to go to for spring training, I'm I'm still probably going to go to Florida. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to lie. It just seems natural to me with the beaches and yeah, constant sunshine. I still haven't been to spring training in Florida, so that I, would be fun. I heard it was uh, – has it been just kind of nasty weather out there? In Florida? No, no, no. Out in uh, Arizona with spring training. I've heard it's been kind of cold and rainy. Dude, we chilly. had we actually it actually snowed uh, last week in certain parts. Like the mountains around us were snow capped, and then in like northern Scottsdale, there was like three or four inches of snow. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean the coldest it got down here was probably like forty five. That's not see. That's not spring training weather. I'm sorry. No, it's definitely not. But it only lasted a week. Now we're back up to like eighty, so we're good. I think we're smooth sailing from here on out. Yeah, going to Florida ten times out of ten. Sorry, sorry, not yeah, but sorry. Yeah, it's like super swampy and and humid. No, not in the spring, or not not now, not in February, March. I don't know, man. Speak coming from know. a guy that's never been down there for spring training. Come on, I've never, I've been. Get out of here, Nate. Never been for spring Do training. Baseball history. <sighs> what day is this? March, uh, March fourth. Uh, March fourth. March 4th, baseball history. This one's just kind of fun to read. It's got cool words in it. 1912, with the shanties torn down and the garbage pits filled in the Pigtown section in Brooklyn, Charles Ebbets breaks ground for his team's new Bedford Avenue ballpark. The Dodgers Flatbush facility will serve as the team's beloved home for 44 years, will be named for its owner, after a reporter at the ceremony suggested the idea to Charlie. Uh, hopping all the way up to 1976. This one will surprise you a little bit. The Giants, due to the intervention of San Francisco Mayor George Moscone, Moscone will stay in the city by the bay. In a last-minute deal, the Stoneham family sells the team to Bob Lurie and Bud Herseth for $8 million dollars instead of the Labatt's Brewery, which had planned to move the Giants to Canada. Boo. Did you know that? Didn't know that. I did not know that. But now I do, Nate. Thanks for telling me. You're welcome. 2004, Commissioner Bud Selig announces Major League Baseball will celebrate Jackie Robinson Day in every ballpark on April 15th, the anniversary of the debut for the first black player in the Major Leagues. Jackie, Robin, uh, Jackie Robinson's number 42 was retired for all time in a ceremony at Shea Stadium in April of 1997 to mark the 50th anniversary of Robinson's achievement. So for those of you who didn't know why Jackie Robinson Day was on April 15th, it was his debut. Uh, 2012, our last one, another fun one, weird one. A swarm of bees that moved down the right field line and settled near the Giants' dugout behind first base, caused two sections of fans to be evacuated 
resulting in a 41-minute delay of the Giants' split squad game against the Diamondbacks. I think I remember Salt this. River, the Salt River Fields grounds crew uses a combination of lemonade and cotton candy obtained from the concession stand to lure the buzzing insects away from fans and players. Weird. That is weird. Like you just had, do you just have like beekeeper equipment like on hand, like the masks and stuff? Like, what do you get like a like a broom handle and you just wrap cotton candy at the end of it and like <laughs> like follow me bees? Those those people don't get paid enough to do that. I'm sorry. Seriously, I'm like nope, I'm out. I'm not getting stung. Anyway, that's baseball history. You're welcome, everyone. There you have it. Uh, all right. Well, hasn't been any major signings the past week or anything so for now i guess we can just wrap this one up that's it man good show well as always thanks for tuning in we'll catch back up you guys (laughs) early next week just a baseball history episode just baseball history episode that's it nate's sunday fun day i guess we can talk about it who do you got in mind kyle i don't know i can't really seem to think of mr mr philadelphia himself yeah wait dc or philly yeah how wild was that Come on, man! What a slip up! And he didn't like he didn't. The th- okay, so here's the thing: he didn't even stop. Like, didn't even think about it. Just kept rolling. Yeah. A, like, how do you not even notice that? Yeah, I want to bring a title back to DC. Get out of here! Riding a boat on freaking Broad Street. Yeah, there's sorry, Broad Street and DC aren't the same thing. Apparently, his wife informed him of the mistake after the fact. Which I thought was kind of funny. It's like it took your yeah. wife telling you that you got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, but no, he he did own up. He did own up to it. So it's he all did? good. I didn't see that. Yeah, he was like he gave some. Which I don't know how much to believe this, but he gave some line of like when you've. Met, I'm basically paraphrasing, but he's like when when you make it your life dream for the last seven to eight years or whatever to bring a title back to C- to DC, it's kind of like ingrained in your mind or something like that. I was like, "All right, dude, let's 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 take it easy." Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't really think that was your primary goal in DC. Let's be honest with you. You also don't need to defend yourself. You just slipped up. You said the wrong city. Whatever. Just say that. My bad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he just he people said that his press conference, uh, they they said the overall reaction was was good among Phillies fans. But I just couldn't get excited about it. I'm like, this guy just doesn't. He's just awkward in front of the camera. Let's face it. It's not even that. But, like, when he's not on a baseball field, he just doesn't seem. I mean, obviously, on the field, he brings energy, at least most of the time. But, like, off the field, it's just like, you can't. This doesn't get me excited. Like, this doesn't get me amped up. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're not in Philly. Yeah. I mean. It just, it took too damn long. It took too long. Yeah, but I don't think they care now. I, I mean, they, they got care. them. The rest of the baseball world's like, God, finally. I don't even care. It's just done. Finally. Yeah, and what did I say? I said nobody nobody was going to want him until he was finally on their team, and then they're going to go out and buy his jerseys, and wouldn't you know, sets a record for jersey sales of any player in any sport on a new team in the first 24 hours of the jersey being available. So... Don't want to say I told you so. Speaking of Jersey, what do you think of the number three? I'm okay with it. I know I tweeted uh, a little while ago, um, rather proposed a question of like what's going to happen if, if the Phillies get them. Uh, this was 
obviously before the Phillies picked him up because I tweeted a picture of his uh, his logo, like his personal brand logo, and mm-hmm. it has like the three and the four and the BH and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, if Philly gets him, he's obviously not going to wear 34. So what is this going to do to his brand? So I'm assuming he's just, just going to stick with that. Yeah, and just like rebrand it a little bit rather yeah. than just starting from scratch. That wouldn't make any sense. Uh, so yeah. just altered a little bit. So, I mean, in terms of the number itself, I mean, I'm okay with it. I think it's a pretty legit number. It's not like 59 or something. So <laughs> I'm okay with it. I feel like I would have gone with like something close to 34. 32... No, 30. I, I mean, you're taking a number from your old number, so I mean that's kind of close. Yeah, I, guess. I, I mean, I'm always a fan of single digit numbers. Those those are classic numbers. I'm I'm a little surprised no one had it already. Yeah, surprised no one had it, and surprised it hadn't been retired because the Phillies obviously a pretty historical yeah. franchise. You would think that maybe somebody would have had their number retired there, but you thought wrong. I thought wrong. How do you feel contract-wise? This is a wild contract. Yeah, we skipped right over the the yeah. hot topic of this particular uh, point. 13 years, $330 million, no opt-outs. And a full no-trade clause. What are you doing? Strange, right? I, I said on the Instagram story the other day, I compared it to when we were kids in school. Uh, going to school from K to 12. Like how many times from kindergarten to twelfth grade, which is thirteen years, so it's exactly the same thing. How many times did we say, "I can't do this anymore. I got to get out of here"? Like, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way he is going to be there at the end of the. Like, he's either going to jump off a bridge or he's going to quit baseball. He's not staying there for thirteen years. I don't know. Like, I don't understand. It's just not going to happen. It's weird because, like, this whole off season, we thought. Oh, it's about the money, right? Like this is money has been the biggest thing. And obviously with the 330 number, he wanted the biggest. So it was more about money than anything else. What's weird and kind of contradicts that idea is the fact that he's arguably looking for a home to finish his career. And it's like, well, if you're looking for a home, why wouldn't you just stay in D.C.? where it's already your home. It, but if like it's, it's either one or the other people are looking for a home. They don't care about the money or they just want the money. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. it, it kind of contradicts what he was going for. He wanted the most money, felt like he was deserving of the biggest contract, but he wants no, he doesn't want to leave. He, he never wants to leave again. It's like, it's such a contradiction. And, well, he Super said he, he he said he wants to retire in Philly, which, given that it's a thirteen year contract, we can pretty much it's pretty much safe to say that that's where he will be finishing his baseball career. But yeah. here's my thing: if you have the ability to literally choose where pretty much wherever you want to play, because you can pretty much demand whatever contract you want wherever, or at least to the places that are willing to pay up, why would you want to retire in Philly? Like. Not a knock on Philly. I'm sure it's a great city. I've been there like briefly a time or two, but like why Philly? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's a little odd. I, I guess it's, I, I see it as like a combination between like a big market and there isn't, I guess there isn't like a, a Michael Jordan in his way. 
You know what I mean? Like the last, the last iconic Philly I can think of is Mike Schmidt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Roy Holiday, Ryan Howard, Chase Utley. Those guys were great, but they weren't like icon statue outside kind of guys. We had Pete Rose Um, with them for a little while. Yeah. But like, but I get what you're saying. Maybe it's that way. Like you, you go to New York, you have plenty of people on your way. You go to, you know, I, I don't know. I'm still with the staying with DC thing, but you go to LA, you got guys that, you know, were greats in front of you. I think it's been such a long time before, but since Philly's had just this absolute great iconic statue outside kind of player. So maybe it makes sense to be there, but the, the, the no opt outs thing is just weird. It's just strange, but I could see because the whole no trade clause thing, I, I take that with a grain of salt because every player says that. And then halfway through their contract, they're unhappy and they're like, well, here's a modified list of teams that I would say yes to. I could see that happening in six years, five years. Yeah. You know, no, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. They'll give a list of five teams that'll say, well, if you can work out a trade with these five, I'll do it. I just, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not going to lie. I've seen a bunch of pictures and videos already of him in Philly's gear, and it just, it doesn't seem real. Because it's Weird. like, especially living, as I've said on here before, living back home in the Northern Virginia area for a while while he was still there, he was like obviously the face of D.C., and it was just, that's all you saw. Like everywhere you went, restaurants, stores, like yeah. anywhere you saw Harper in Nationals jersey. Now it's just it's weird, and it it I don't know when the, when it's going to sink in that he's going to be with Philly for the next thirteen years. It's just yeah. it's crazy. I don't know what this will be like at the end of his career. I don't know because do when you hear Albert Pujols, do you think Angels? I still think Cardinals. I really do. It's weird. He's been there for a long time, but I still I yeah. feel like I still think Cardinals. Like he established himself as a cardinal. I think that might be the same thing for Bryce Harper down the road. Yeah, no, I mean just trying to think like what thirteen years down the road would look like. I just can't unless he just goes to Philly and just tears it up, which isn't isn't a crazy ask of him considering that it's a hitter's ballpark. I mean, yeah, that's what Brett was telling us when we did when we did that episode with him, that he was like it's the ball flies out of Philly. Right. So, like, I don't know. Maybe he, like, rewrites his legacy or adds on to it, I guess you could say. So, yeah. I don't know. It's I just can't. I, I don't want to see him in a Philly jersey. How I about all this stuff about uh, him recruiting? He's already recruiting. Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, You're, you apparently talked to Mike Trout for a while before he actually signed the contract. Some secret phone phone call. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I want to see both of them on the same team. Like it would be it would just be wild to see two of the game's biggest stars on the same team. But yeah. I almost I wish Harper would have went somewhere else. Oh crap, man! I just mentioned his name. We went like twenty minutes without mentioning his name. <laughs> I just ruined it. How about that, huh? We literally didn't mention his name for twenty minutes. And you knew who we were talking about. Crazy. Anyway, well, now that I've ruined that, the rest of the episode's downhill from here. Uh, but anyway, 
I wish he would have went to like LA or something. Cause I was really hoping trout could have, uh, come back to Philly, like his quote unquote hometown team and kind of just taken over and be the yeah. face of that franchise. But I don't want to, I don't want to have to see them competing for to like, to be the face of the franchise because that's just not going to end well. And it just sucks too, because it's now that Harper's there, like he didn't have a choice. Like trout was still under contract. Like it, he, it, it's not his fault that he wasn't up for free agency. Yeah. And so now he doesn't have that opportunity to kind of like slide in there first, if you will. Uh, which sucks because I would much rather see Trout and Philly being kind of yeah. like the quote unquote hometown kid, but I don't know if we'll see that. So, yeah, but I mean, there's also I know you're not a big football guy, but apparently he's recruiting Le'Veon Bell too. Yeah, I saw that. What like what what's going on? <laughs> Sliding into Le'Veon Bell's DMs. Yeah, what about that? Saying, "Come on over to Philly." Just weird. It's very weird. Which it's Le'Veon kind of, Bell would be a great fit there, by the way. It's kind of like. When you invite a friend over and they don't even text you that you're there, they just walk through the door, kick off their shoes and yell at your, <laughs> yell at your mom to make pizza rolls or something. It's like, dude, like stay in your, like, take it easy. Slow your roll a little bit. Yeah. You've been there for five like, minutes. Pump like... the brakes. Like you didn't <laughs> no, even get the city right. You said DC, like figured, like slow down. Take, take a second, please. Before you start telling everybody it's the greatest city in the world. You've been there for five minutes. Exactly. Like, not to mention, basically, like I don't know the ex- I don't have the exact quotes on me, but I read that he ba- he basically, which I understand. That's what you got to do when you get picked up by a new team. But from what I from what I heard, basically, just crapped on DC in terms of the comparison to Philly and Washington about Philly being a great a great city to win in, to win championship, blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, dude, come on, yeah. like DC took care of you for the time that you were there. So like, that's what I'm saying. Let's take it a little easy. That's what I'm saying. Dude, like chill. Hosted a freaking all-star game. You won the, uh, the home run derby there. Like, yeah. If that image right there, you. if that image of him winning it, like the fans just going bonkers when he won the home run derby, if that wasn't an image of how much that city loved him, like, I don't know what it is. So Seriously. like, I just don't understand how you don't take that into consideration. Yeah. So I I don't know. So I guess we we might as well ask that question. Is he going to get booed when he goes back? I I hope he does. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to turn on him just yet. I'm still a Harper fan. But I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. This this move hurts hurts a little bit. Being like a a super super low-key Nats fan almost by default just because that's basically where I lived. Yeah. Like it it, it hurts a little bit going Going, uh, staying in the division and taking yeah. taking this massive contract, I just it, yeah. it stings a little bit. So I I hope he does because I don't know. It seems to me like a slap in the face. I I think there's going to be mixed reviews. I think this next year, 2019, will be cheers, and then the next 12 years will be booze. <laughs> Anytime the Nationals fans see him in in the Phillies uni, they're going to be booing him after next year. Is that fair? Can, is that a, is that a decent assessment? No, I mean, that's, that's possible. I just, I just can't see them like cheering him. Like you're going to have the fans out. Like they'll probably, probably be a minority 
that's like cheering because they're grateful for his service there, so on and so forth. But yeah. I just I think the the majority is going to be how could you do this to us? Why would you leave to go to a division rival? Yeah, and tout this big contract in our face, or like dangle this big contract in our face. Well, I mean, we'll find out soon because I think they play in like the first week. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if it's the first week. I know it's early though. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty close. I don't know if they're. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if they're in DC the first week. Yeah, it's. But, but I think their first meeting is in DC though, if I if oh. I recall. Um. Oh. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. I really hope this rivalry really heats up. Like I hope for, for the sake of entertainment, I hope they just boo the crap out of them. And this becomes just this massive rivalry. Yeah. The nationals need a rival. I I want that so bad. They do need a rival. And speaking of rivalry, I did see a little, a little side note. Uh, Apparently Charlie Manuel, who is like one of their spring training instructors Mm -hmm. who, was the, if I recall, the manager at the time when Harper was still with Washington and uh, Cole Hamels was with Philly and yeah. all, all that stuff went down with getting beaned and everything. Apparently, Charlie met with Bryce and told him that he did not tell Cole to hit him, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but yeah. it's it's pretty funny, at least the fact that they, they met and talked about it. Because I'm, I'm sure Harper is still a little, little salty about that. He seems salty about a lot of stuff. He does. That's what I'm saying, though. Like that salty way of carrying himself, just it doesn't, it doesn't get me amped up. It doesn't get me excited. He just seems like he's always, which I mean, I get it. You've probably, he's probably had to live with a chip on his shoulder his whole life because, unfairly, like the these media outlets have. I mean, Sports Illustrated called him the chosen one. He's he's probably had to live up to a lot, and so he's probably had to he's he's had to live with this like weird chip where he doesn't necessarily have to prove people wrong because he's obviously good, and he's proven, yeah. he's proven that. But it's it's almost like a chip where he's had to prove people that he's as good as these expectations that have been laid out before him. So I don't know. He he just kind of carries that like chip mentality around with him and. I think it kind of contributes to that like salty like attitude that we're talking about, which I don't know. Like can't say I'm not Bryce Harper. I don't have three hundred trillion dollars, so Yeah, I wish. Uh but closing out here on the Harper talk, just thought it was worth noting that the Phillies odds for the postseason, as you would anticipate, shifted around a little bit. Uh for the win totals, they shifted from, and I don't know if these like the official odds. These are just ones that I came across from a reputable source. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the win total shifted from eighty-five and a half to eighty-nine and a half. The division odds went from two to one to five to four. The pennant odds went from seven to one to four to one. And the World Series odds went from fourteen to one to ten to one. So, wow! I don't know. I mean, they're gonna have a. We all know they already have a stacked lineup. So it'll just be a matter of whether a relatively inexperienced Gabe Kapler can basically harness it into a World Series winning caliber team. Just sit back, honestly. The lineup writes itself. So, 
I don't think he's going to have to do much. Just make sure you warm somebody up in the bullpen when you call him. Well, I did I did think it was interesting that I, I saw a rumor, and it, it was probably very likely a rumor, nothing more. There's probably, uh, like, no validity to it. But I did see um, that apparently before when Harper was still undecided, that apparently there was a rumor going around that said he didn't want to play for Kapler because of his, like, personality which I can totally see. Like Kapler is, I'm sure he's a great manager, but he's ve- he seems very like high energy and very like almost like you know there's like probably moti- micromanage probably a micromanager. I well, can see that. Well, that but like you know like you know those like motivation accounts on Instagram where it's like you've got one opportunity. What are you gonna do with it? He seems like <laughs> he seems like one of those guys where he like tries guys are like in the weight room just like getting a pump in and he's like in there like hyping him up like let's go world series or bust <laughs> like i he just seems like that like high energy guy and it i don't think that that as we've already said harper off the field at least seems like a very low energy guy so i don't i don't know if that would if that's going to mesh very well yeah i don't know but like weeks ago when they said they met the first time they were like oh yeah they're homies they really got along so i don't know man i feel like they're both pretty boys so I think they'll fit That's in fine. True. Yeah. Pretty sure Kapler gets like tans on the side, so thousand percent. I think him and Harper get along just fine. Yeah. Uh but anyway, talked a lot of money with this guy, three hundred and thirty million. Let's uh let's talk some there's been some news come out recently about or some lists rather, about some uh, pretty massive contracts. Uh there was two two points that we wanted to talk about, one of which being the, it was actually the article I sent you about the 2019's highest paid players, um, and then you had sent me the the list of largest contracts by position. So, what yeah. do you what do you want to walk through first? Let's do the let's do the by position because there's not too much to talk about that way. I think we can dive in a little more with the with who's making the most money in 2019. Some names will really surprise you. We'll lead the way for us on this one. All right, so we'll start in left field. We got Manny Ramirez with a $160 million contract. Matt Kemp with that same contract in center field. Obviously, Bryce Harper in right field with 330. Uh, Manny Machado is at third base with 300. A-Rod, uh, this was the Texas deal, I believe, because he's still a short with 252. What a What a just... If, if there is one word to characterize the left side of that infield, <laughs> I think you know what I'm what I'm hinting at here. I don't even need to say it, but yeah, how about it, man? What a what a left side. Uh, Robbie Cano at second with 240. Miguel Cabrera at first with 248. Behind the dish is Joe Maurer at 184, which I think probably surprises quite a few people. Uh, starting pitcher is David Price with 217. Araldis Chapman is uh, the reliever at 86. And Giancarlo Stanton is the DH at 325. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah, and like I was telling you, I think it's crazy that there hasn't been a contract larger than $160 million for either left or center. I know. It's, it seems like center field is such a staple position that you would think there would be a player that demanded more money i don't know enter mike trout as you said here in the next 
two years. I don't know, man. The Angels making a desperation offer. It might be sooner than that. Making a, what was it, 10-year, $350 million extension offer? Yeah. Yeah. So, Which, I don't know. If we're going to be real, if there's anyone in this game that isn't going to chase money and I think is going to go towards the best opportunity to win a ring, it's him. I mean, yeah, and I keep hearing people say that, which I agree with. But, like, let's not kid ourselves. Like, Mike Trout isn't going to be like, you know what, guys, honestly, to really help out the team, just give me five grand a month. <laughs> yeah, no, and no, no, spend it on other guys, and let's go out and I, win a ring. Like, I, I, I really agree. think he's going to go. I mean, he's going to go out in there and get what he's worth because he. To be honest with you, I th- I saw an interview with. Uh, they interviewed him in spring training. Uh, I guess it, it was like after a practice or like a workout or something, and they were asking him, just drilling him with questions about Harper, and he. I'm, I'll give it to him. He puts on a good face, but I think he is just absolutely fed up with hearing about Harper because he's, you know, he's a humble guy and you yeah. just know that he wants to be like, why are we talking about Harper when I'm the best player in the game? Hands down. And I think he, he's just gonna, he's going to wait till the opportunity comes. He's not going to say a word. He's just going to sign a contract that says, yeah, I'm the best player in the game. I think he'll go the AAV route versus the overall contract route. I could see him going like a five-year deal. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't. I think he's much more intelligent to do something like that than to take some mega six-decade-long deal. Yeah, I, I could see five years. I could see him doing something crazy, like five years, 200. Well, it's interesting because there's been, there's been some like ideas thrown around with, with the Angels saying that if you want to keep this guy around, maybe maybe throw him a bone in the form of uh, like – ownership stakes or whatever which i thought was interesting because it's like you can keep the guy like would be wild uh, it would be you keep the guy around but there you'd have to you'd have to dish out a lot but man it's uh i i just like i said to you i don't think anybody in their right mind would want to stick around in a situation like that like they're just not going anywhere they're not they're not remember when we got ridiculed when we first started this podcast about how the angels, I think it was, it was like early, one of our first couple episodes, we talked about how the angels didn't do anything to help support Mike Trout. And then we got destroyed in the comments. Yeah. Like, what? what like Zach Cozart was here. signed. It's like Zach Cozart's moving over there. And Ian Kinsler, it's like making great moves to support him. It's, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. The Phillies are making moves to support a superstar. The Angels are not. Yeah. End of conversation. Like I don't understand why there was any disagreement on that whatsoever. It's it is the proof is in the pudding. They are not doing anything to help Mike Trout. And the only reason, the only reason that I think that they would try to keep him around is just as like their token cuz they're the, the the Angels organization is riding on Mike Trout right now. Like he's all they have, pretty much. Yeah. In terms of like notable guys, guys that you can depend on in the future, he's he's like their guy. And I think selfishly that they're going to want to try to keep him around just to say that they have the best player in baseball and and it and not do anything about it. I agree with you, buddy. I'm a little worked up about it. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. I I think 
he's just getting taken advantage of. He's he's kind of like he's kind of like that that boyfriend that's just like he's just a good dude. He, and he's kind of oblivious to the fact that his girlfriend is just taking full advantage of him for all the the nice dinners and dates that he <laughs> that he does for her. and they the the girlfriend just doesn't care they're just keeping around because they they want the services and the goods it's it's sad it's really sad this doesn't have anything to do with Meredith does it no 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 things are <laughs> things things are great nope <laughs> That was not some like Freudian slip like Harper did with his press conference. Like I promise, I wasn't allu- it wasn't alluding to any personal personal issues. Uh, but yeah, moving on to the uh, list that I mentioned earlier, the 2019's highest paid player list. As you said, some names on here that are pretty surprising. Ridiculous. Number one, probably the most surprising. Uh, Steven Strasburg coming in at $38.3 million this year. Uh, just running down the rest of the list. Max Scherzer, $37.4 million. Zach Greinke, $34.5 million. Mike Trout, $34.1 million. David Price, $31 million. Clayton Kershaw, $31 million. Miguel Cabrera, how about it? $30 million. Ioannis mm. Cespedes, get out of mm. here. 29 million, Justin Verlander, rightfully so, 28 million, and Albert Pujols, 28 million. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. How are people not learning? Stay away from 10 years, stay away from 13 years. Just stay away from those contracts, franchises. What are you doing? Yeah, like there's there's not really a single example on here with these long contracts that I can be like, yeah, that worked out. Pujols not really the steven strasberg one's really bad because it was like that contract was wasn't it two years ago yeah because the current contract says 2017 to 2023 what already after surgery after he's been so fragile with you let's give him seven years and 175 yeah i mean oh my objectively God. looking at that contract it's not that bad like seven years 175 million for it's his just, for his potential yeah, but like you said, because you have to factor in the the injury history and all that stuff, it's, that was just not a not a good deal. No, Granky, oh, horrible deal. The Diamondbacks are just go with the word dumb. Um, Diamondback fans are listening to this. Hope not. Are there any? I don't think so. You'll see. You'll see games on TV at Chase Field this year. It's it's going to be rough. Uh, let's see here. Just looking at the list. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but that's what I'm saying. It's tough, is, man. That's when it was typical to do this kind of stuff, man. It's like, I don't understand. I, I don't mind the Ioannis Cespedes deal. I really don't. Four years, 110. I really don't mind that. That's okay for me. So I was doing a little reading the other day and came across this interesting article where it was basically talking about how a number of these teams uh, that have been committing to these long-term, just lucrative mega deals, uh, that they're doing it with the assumption that they're going to have to commit to a handful of years of uh, like poor performance or production or uh, years that are just plagued with injury. Um, But in order to... Be, like in order for them to uh, commit to that, they're getting they're getting 
the production of like a like a guy like Bryce Harper on the front end, knowing that yeah. he's not going to maintain that level of performance all the way through his career. But in order to get the guy to the city to play for yeah. you, you're going to have to commit to that back end and give him that security in order to entice him to get there, which I thought was interesting. It's a little bit of common sense, but it's something that I, I don't think a lot of people think about when like, especially people like you and me, where we just rag on these mega deals that they don't, we don't really take into account as much as we should. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I do understand it, but it's gotta be the, the safety and security for the player. That's what you have to help provide. At the same time, you backload it, so you you want them to stick around to receive these $38.3 million deals or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand. It's just I personally would – I don't know, man. I wouldn't sign these these big deals, these these crazy long deals like like we're seeing. I would just be smart with my money and – get a lot of money for six years yeah no i mean i agree with you yeah can't disagree but you know what i can agree with nate Mm. it's the use of a particular tool to help you save money on the purchase of tickets Hmm. would it involve theater performances it does actually and it also involves um games uh, concerts uh, and shows as well. So uh, it sounds like you're on on to something here. Would you like to Would you like to hear more? Yeah, uh, that sounds interesting. Why don't you come on in? You want some lemonade? Sure. I'll uh, I'll kick my kick my feet back. Uh, cool. You can make some bagel bites. That would be that yeah. would just be superb. Take a seat right over here. Make yourself at home. Gladly, and I will I will tell you about uh, SeatGeek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs, Nate. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? Ding! With so, SeatGeek... I gotta go get the bagel bites. They're done. I'll keep talking. Just keep listening. Yeah. With okay. SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Is it cold hard cash? It is, Nate. It is cold hard cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. Wow. There you have it. So informed. Get out of my house. I'll be taking my bagel bites. (laughs) And my lemonade. Uh, Wrapping up here, third and final talking point, as much as I don't want to talk about this, it's making me physically ill. Apparently, the Sandlot is coming back in the form, right now, in the form of a two-season TV deal. Mm. There's talks about them extend, expanding it beyond two seasons, but TBH, don't think it's making it that far. What are we doing? Just leave, leave what's good alone. There's just some things you don't touch. Like the only redeeming quality, in my opinion, about this is the fact that you're at least bringing back the original people. But at the same time, it's like, have you seen Fuller House? It's not <laughs> Full House. You've got the same people, and it just doesn't. No, it just doesn't work. I what? just, I'm not looking forward to this. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I'm gonna be real with you guys. 
I'm a bit of a show snob. When it comes to shows, I like the premium stuff. I like the premium channel stuff. I don't watch cable shows anymore. You won't find me watching Survivor or The Bachelor. I don't watch stuff on cable anymore. I watch the the Netflix shows, the HBO shows, Showtime shows. If this isn't on one of those channels, I'm not interested. I'm already not interested. Wow, you I really mean, are less snob. interested. If this goes on to freaking ABC Family, I'm going to lose my mind. No, it's going to a streaming service, which apparently the writer, who was the writer of the original Sandlot movie, oh. said that it's they've already got a deal with the streaming service, so I'm guessing either Netflix or Hulu. But yeah, two seasons... It's going to take place in 1984. The guys are going to be in like their early 30s. And they're going to have children of their own. Uh, And this is all after the original Sandlot took place in 1962. So this is just going to be very, very weird. The Sandlot 2 was garbage. The Sandlot 3, or Heading Home, or whatever it was called, didn't see it, but presumably garbage. (laughs) And I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that this TV series is going to be garbage. This has nothing to do with the guys themselves. I th- I think they're great. I love the fact that they still like get together like 25 years later and, and hang out and do stuff. But no, like we, we can't do this. What? Uh, what What about how Sandlot ends? And they say like all the – which player just absolutely falls off the face of the earth? I've seen that there's movie like one, a thousand times. I, I know there's one can't. player that they're like, and no one ever heard from him again. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's super depressing. But well, I want to see, I want to see them bring Squints back with his like 65 kids with Wendy Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn yeah. Even though I'm, I'm certain she's not going to be in the movie or in the TV series, which is, let's be honest, a disappointment. Yeah, I would watch. Yeah, if you can get Wendy Peppercorn back or James Earl Jones to be the wise old man, you might get me to watch. But I just don't know if I can commit to two seasons of whatever this is. I know. This is ridiculous. What What's going to happen? What are they going to do? Is the Jet just going to like pass down his PF Flyers to his kid? Is that how it starts? Well, he's so he's presumed. I'm I'm imagining he's still in the middle of a contract with the Dodgers. This is true. He's right? still stealing home. So, no, he's probably still like 25 years later. He's probably still standing behind home plate, looking up at Smalls in the press box. <laughs> the thumbs up. <laughs> just just frozen in eternity. Just sitting there frozen with his thumb up, with a big grin on be, the mustache on his. I'm, I'm gonna be pissed if I have to see that big stupid hat. Smalls' big stupid fishing hat with a big bill passed down to his kid. If he's a broadcaster, it's not like he's going to have the greatest relationship with his child if he's traveling all the time. There's so many flaws. Well, you want to talk about poor relationships? Benny the Jet, man. He's gonna be. He's gonna see his kid like in the off season. What is it? What about what's going on here? Or it's gonna start super depressing. He's gonna be released. Yeah, Benny the Jet unfortunately only lived up to his he stole home rookie, once rookie minimum contract and was never <laughs> to be found again. Yeah, I agree. Too many flaws, too many too many plot holes. Just yeah. It's not going to work. 
everyone knows you're gonna you're we have to watch it though you're gonna watch it you're gonna have to at least watch the first couple episodes. oh yeah i'll have to take freaking like clothespins and peel my eyes back to watch it but i guess just by default i have to tune in yeah now we gotta find like i wonder if they bring the kids back the uh the rival the rival kids and they come like they're still grown men they like they come like rolling up in wheelchairs yeah, instead of like a bike, it's like <laughs> our retirement home tomorrow <laughs> noon. Be there. They go over and play like chess together, shuffleboard, <laughs> bridge, play bridge. <laughs> they go over and Hard have their early bird dinners together, adjusting their hearing aid. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're in their thirties, man. Right. Didn't you say that they're supposed to take take place in the eighties or something? Uh, yeah, like eighty. God, what was it? Like eighty two? No, eighty four. It's gonna take place in nineteen eighty four. This better be executed. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on this idea of them just sharing the retirement home together with the rival kids. <laughs> you want to talk about a quality TV series? <laughs> you play chess like a girl. But yeah, not looking forward to it. All that to say, just. Yeah. One word to describe it. No. Uh, wrapping up with some DMs. Let's roll through these real quick. Luke asks, other than the Phillies, who has had the best offseason so far? There is no second place here. It's the Phillies. The Phillies have had the best offseason and nothing else matters. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Who has had the best offseason so far? I'm going with the Yankees. All right, next question. I mean, obviously, spent a lot of money, filled up some holes. Libby asks, who will win a World Series first, the Padres or the Phillies? Yikes, Libby, come on now. Come on, Libby. Hey, Libby's a loyal listener, all right? Don't be ragging on Libby. You had this, you had you this terrible habit. You have this terrible habit of just ragging on our most loyal people. And I'm not going to stand for it. Answer. I'm not going to tolerate it, Nate. Libby knows the answer. She knows that she knows the answer. Man, so what? Maybe she wanted to get some airtime on the show. Who cares? I don't blame her. I'd do the same thing. Hey, Libby's cool. I'm just saying. She knows. Deep down, she knows. I mean, to be fair, who's to say that Harper doesn't bring this uh, postseason curse with him to Philly? Because you have to think about something something worth noting. Traveling curse. It's not like Bryce Harper was on a dumpster fire of a team in DC. He had he had pieces around him that were comparable, not not of equal talent, but comparable talent to the pieces that he has around him now. Yeah, but you have like four different managers. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's just like that. It. No, that was the front office's way of covering up the fact that Harper couldn't provide for the team in the postseason. They're like, I thought you were a Harper guy. I am a Harper guy, but he sucks in the postseason. <laughs> like, you need to step up. Like, I don't care even if his numbers were like decent or even good. Like, you need to, if you're the quote unquote chosen one, you got to step up in the postseason. So, are you saying and- Padres? I'm not saying Padres, but I'm just saying it's worth <laughs> it's worth entertaining 
the fact that he had he had a similar situation in DC. All right, that's that's all I'm gonna say. I mean, think about the pieces he had. I mean, he had Zimmerman, Trey Turner for a bit, uh, Rendon. He had Ian Desmond there for a number of years, which he's turned out to be like all right. I mean, he's not like a legend by any means. He had Wilson Ramos. I mean, let's not act like he was surrounded by a bunch of bums in D.C. Am I right or am I right? You aren't totally wrong. Thank you. Libby, I love you. It's definitely the Phillies before the Padres. Matt. Yeah, it'll be be in 14 years when Harper's no longer with the team. (laughs) Who is more likely to win MVP for their new team, Mannequin or Harper? Matt? You're a legend for typing mannequin. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm assuming he means like MVP of the league and not like MVP of the specific team. Right, 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 right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Harper is the NL favorite, I believe, to win the MVP. Uh, and I also just think that because that the Padres aren't exactly in win mode... Right mm-hmm. now, they've got the pieces. Like they've got the the talent pool in the minors, or, like in their system. They, it's not yet. They've got potential, but I just think because of that, there's going to be that bias against Mannequin, and it's going to be Harper first. Agreed. Nathan asks: Could the Nats signing Kimbrel have a negative effect on Doolittle, similar to Storin and Papelbon? I don't know if it would have a, a negative effect on Doolittle. I think it would have a negative effect on the team and the fan base, bringing on a guy that was demanding this just asinine contract. Like, I don't I don't know if I'd want to bring that guy into my clubhouse. Like, what? It, like who do you think you are, dude? Like, you're good, but $100 million? Get out of here. I so, think they'd be I homies. Know. I think positive effect. You, like, braid each other's beards and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like... From the little I know about Doolittle, he seems like a pretty good guy. I feel like he'd be pretty welcoming. Although I yeah. mean, I, I see where the the friction could could happen in terms of roles and all that. But I mean, I think they can make it work. Yeah, they'd like comb each other's beards. All right, enough with the beards, man. <laughs> They're both gross. Those are gross beards. You just can't grow a beard, Nate. Shut up, Kyle. It's all right. Moving on. Luke asks same Luke or different Luke hard to say different Luke thoughts thoughts on the Cardinals this year after the acquisitions of Miller and Goldschmidt uh I'm gonna flip this to you because I believe you have some thoughts on the Cardinals in terms of the division big thoughts big thoughts uh Cardinals are gonna do very well Goldschmidt will finish in the top three in MVP voting don't know if he'll win it, but he'll finish in the top three. And uh, I could see Andrew Miller being a little bit of a, I don't know if he had that much of a down year, but he could be like a little bit of a comeback player of the year candidate. Is he? What technically is, who's eligible for that? What do you have to have the prior year? A really bad year? An injury year? I think if they just look at your season and they go, wow, that guy you was did a bet. bum. That guy was just a total bum (laughs) then they're like all right put him on the list i don't think andrew miller had that good of a year last year so i don't think he played that much so yeah who knows 
Yeah, good things coming for old St. Louis. That's it. That's all she wrote for DMs. That'll do it for DMs. That'll do it for the show. I don't have anything else, Nate. Do you have anything? I will be conducting a very nice, comfortable, long nap. So, Once again, just providing people with just fantastic content. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? Um, uh, hmm. Let's say five for the amount of hours that I'll be taking this nap. Five-hour nap. Five-hour nap, five stars. We love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time. Stay filthy.